0: We are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce two of my favorite people. Today, I'm talking to Nat and Jody. These two have no fixed abode, they just travel the world house-sitting, and this is how they nomad. Let's do this. Nat and Jody <laughs> is this the real Beck Power? We're here, yes. Beck Power. That's <laughs> me. I am so excited to have you guys on the podcast. Thanks for being here.
1: We're very happy to be here. Thank Great you. to see you again. Yes.
0: Yeah, we've done a few interviews uh, over the years now, is not it? Yeah, for years. Yeah, yeah. we've known each
2: other quite a few years now.
0: Yeah, for uh, for various different projects, and um, I'm very excited that you can join me on this this new one. The Digital yes. Nomad Me podcast. Um, can I, I'm going to give you guys a minute right now just to tell us, tell the audience who you are, what you're working on right now, et cetera. Cool. cool. Uh, well, Matt and Jody, and uh, it's spelled
1: N-A-T-N. <laughs> it's the uh, sub-and. Uh, and <laughs> But um, yeah, we have been house sitting and traveling the world uh, since early 2013. So uh, we're still house sitting, but we're actually house sitting in Australia at the moment. So we're getting to know a little bit of our homeland. This is where we are from. We don't ever want to live here full time again, (laughs) uh, but it's nice to explore it at the moment. Uh, So having been house sitting around the world for this amount of time, pretty much getting back to back the whole entire time. um, It's kind of positioned us into being I guess you'd say house sitting experts Uh, and we have a digital product called house sitting academy and we also help house sitters create their roaming income so we don't actually use the term digital nomad because not a lot of the older people that we tend to attract um, fully get the digital nomad name themselves they don't want to own it Um, they just like the idea of having a roaming income so that's what we that's the space we play in
0: I love it and like it's cool because there's there are from the people I've talked to no one I think no one is like actually Kit is but full-time nomadic um like you guys are on the go I mean other than right now which you've got some uh you've got some stuff going on Australia you guys have been on the go for years and just not and uh the house sitting thing is like such a big part of that obviously well, I think that's made it possible because I think I don't
2: think we make great travellers. We've talked about this before, um, you know, going from hotel to hotel or hostels. Hostels definitely are not my thing. Mm-hmm. So happening is good for us because it means we can stay for, say, even two or three months, maybe even longer than that, um, mm-hmm. four or five months, and we can settle down, get our work done, and we're in a house so it doesn't feel like we're travelling all the time and on the road, but we still get the benefit, I guess, of different scenery and changes of you know
1: languages and cultures as we move from country to country every couple of months so it's good well the crazy part is like we left australia um only a few months after getting together and moved to Dubai. So we were living in Dubai for 16 months, um, had an epic fail, like lost everything Ching. there. Uh, for some stupid reason, we thought a brick and mortar business would be a good idea and all we wanted to do was travel. So it was like, <laughs> why we lock ourselves into that? I that was know. a long moment or two. <laughs> <And> so it's <laughs> sort of like universally, let's rip all that away from you and it was almost like, I don't think we would have ever even considered house sitting um, had we have still been, you know, flush with cash Um, so it was kind of like it put us into the position of being able to really dive in and enjoy this lifestyle. We love having pets uh, around us. We love having the interaction of that. And we're still house-sitting here now. I mean, we're on a two-month house-sit in rural Victoria, Australia, and it's a place that we would never have come to. And if it wasn't for house-sitting, you know, we're not getting to experience this really awesome, awesome little town that's only got 400, uh, 536 people in it, so plus wow. two. <laughs>
0: jeez i uh yeah i'm a city girl i don't know if i could uh handle that for two well, few months i think that's the the beauty of house sitting is that
2: i think we're both i think we i i said to the homeowner i couldn't live here that was to drive me nuts but to be here for a couple of months awesome experience yeah. and then next we go to the gold coast and we're in the middle of it all again you know in the middle of the city stuff and during the so, commonwealth Games, and the so, Commonwealth Games. so it's sort of we we've all the time we've gone backwards and forwards between city and country, hot temperatures, cold temperatures, you know, crazy snow, mm-hmm. like just so many different varieties of things that we've been able to experience because of housing. And, Beck,
1: I guarantee if you came here and saw these two Bogan cars that we've got, you'd love it. <laughs> I do love
0: a good Bogan car, actually. Yeah.
2: <laughs> good red ute. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I actually used to have a, yeah, red truck back in New Zealand. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and so, but like, let's talk about how you got started doing that because that's not something that you, I mean, you, got, you guys might have just fallen into it. Like how did, what, what happened when you first got started?
2: Well, uh, we, didn't, we didn't plan to start. We went to Dubai to probably like most people, save up money, pay off our credit cards and then go traveling. And it didn't work that way. As Jodie said, we had an epic fail um, yeah. and we walked away literally with 300 bucks. So we went, shit, we either go home to Australia and probably live with our parents, one or the other, Mm -hmm. probably Jodie's, and then um, get a job because... But that's never going to happen because I'm psychologically
1: unemployable, so that's like, that's no option. So it
2: really wasn't an option. It was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, we have to go and do something else. And then strangely, as the universe works, um, house-sitting crossed our path again. Mm -hmm. Jodie had actually been house-sitting in Sydney but we never thought of it for an inter- for international travel. So we went back and we looked at the platforms and went, oh, my God, this house sits all over the world. <laughs> what were we <you> thinking? <laughs> so we went, what if we just did that and got back on our feet? And that's why we started house sitting. was just like we'll do six months of it. We'll get back on our feet. We don't have to pay rent. Um, whole great experience. And you will get over the trauma of what we've just been through, and so six months has turned into five years, and, and still the, going strong. The
1: only time it was only um, September last year that was the first time in five years that we actually rented a place for two months, um, and it was because a house that had fallen over. We were supposed to go down to the beach at Mazatlan in Mexico, and unfortunately, the the couple had a health um, uh, scare, and they had to cancel their trip. And we were like, well, we've got friends in Wanawatu where we were just house-sitting. Let's go back and rent. And what a weird feeling to not have responsibility. It was really weird. It's kind of like we stepped into your world for a little bit going, oh, this is really strange. Yeah. But when you can rent um, cheaply, it's like I think from now forward we'll mix up exactly. house-sitting with um, renting short-term every now and again as well. But currently this next 12 months, 100% booked up with house-sits.
0: yeah um how you let's talk about how you get gigs now because it's much different than back at the beginning obviously when you just started your profile and we're looking for places to go
2: well five years ago house sitting was a, a newer concept and there wasn't so many people looking for house sits now it's a little bit more competitive uh so you know originally we started on the platforms just like everybody else does but the more you get into it and the more you travel around, the more homeowners ask you to come back Mm -hmm. or their friends or family ask you to come and do house sits and stuff. So then you get to a point where you can't do them all because they're all over the world and they're all Mm -hmm. running at the same time. So that's when we created the house sitting Academy online course, what we did was have on the back end of it, when people graduate the Academy, We have a private referral network now so that everybody shares their um, referrals. You know, I can't do this one. Can you do someone else available for it? And it's an awesome group. Um, We've got a very small number of people in there, but they're really good house sitters and we get some freaking awesome house sits in there that, Never make it onto the platforms. So that's pretty much where we fill our books now um, between just sort of word of mouth. You know, we joined a couple of platforms when we got back to Australia. And what well, I was just
1: going to say that there, that experience was very, very unique. Uh, so we've been getting these sits all around the world with these. It's probably the easiest part of our life. The yeah. one part we don't even have to think about. It's yeah. kind of like whatever reason we go, oh, let's have a check of what's available. Oh, do you want to take this one? Yep. Sounds good. Let's go. And we get it. And we get it. It's like every time. <laughs> we we came back to australia and we had a house sit over the christmas period um which was very handy to not have to stay with family and then we're like oh maybe we should stick around a bit longer get a few things sorted out applied to a couple of the platforms in australia and got bombarded with listings It's, it's sort of if australia is the level of house it's available start in australia it's you're ridiculous. getting you're getting 20 30 listings a day that you can choose from it's absolutely mental but we've got to add a new um iteration into our house in the academy because uh there's definitely a, a knack to applying to house that's in australia so we're very different yeah, we'll I don't talk- know whether
2: our, our profile was too formal from doing the international scene or what but mm-hmm. we were just getting knockback after knockback it was like, <laughs> okay and then you start to think, okay, are we doing something wrong are uh, we not even meant to be in Australia, like is this a universal sign blah blah blah, so it was really funny but then we just realised our profile was probably a little bit too formal for where Australians are at, so we sort of re it and we suddenly got house sits again and I was like, this is hilarious <laughs>
0: Amazing. Just change the vernacular in your uh, application. Yep. yep,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yep. I love that. <laughs> That's fun. Well, um, Let I always like to talk about um down like moments when you've been down. And one thing I really like about you guys is um you've been in a lot of the same positions as I have in terms of like Holy shit! I have thirty bucks. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Uh, I remember. I think you told me a story about selling your earrings once. That was funny. we were in we're in
1: New York, and we had our flight booked out of JFK, and it was the next day. The next day, and we had a um, a seven day metro card. And basically, I think we'd been waiting on a little bit of PayPal money to come in or something, and it hadn't arrived. Mm-hmm. And so we got in touch with Nat's brother and said, Look, can we just come into the city, uh, come into Manhattan, meet you, get 20 bucks off you, we'll give it back to you on PayPal, because we just need to buy these train tickets to get to the airport tomorrow morning. And he's like, Oh, it's not going to happen, blah, blah. Thank God he said that anyway. We walked into the metro station and our card had run out. Um, we actually couldn't get on the metro. So we're hoiking it around Brooklyn, trying to find somewhere on a Friday night at 7pm who would actually buy a car. Pornbrokers, like, yeah, jewelers, anyone. Some, just so that we could <laughs> buy a ticket to get to the airport the next day. It was just hilarious. Uh, and we've had some crazy stuff like that, you know, where... Uh, we always land on our feet, absolutely. But it, there's been some crazy, crazy stuff, and it's, been it's funny when you say about the being down thing. There was one one point that I was really, really low, like really heavily depressed at this whole. We just can't keep living like hand to mouth all the time. We would always say yes to something even if we had no money and then we would always create the income to buy the flights or do whatever to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. We was getting really tired of living like that and we needed to get some flights. And you know what? Down and out, no money whatsoever, and yet we were sitting on St Lucia in the caravan. In a multi-million dollar house. And that's when you release really that to take note. You know, you sit back and you look around and you're like, my God, if it's about wealth and abundance, I'm actually surrounded in it right now. Yes. This sort of paper transaction thing that we call money is, yes. it's just an aspect, like tune into it. So it was a, it was a really... Powerful experience to I think go through. That's been the craziest thing of our journey is like money has been the biggest issue. Our
2: relationship flows, our house sex flow, our <laughs> lifestyle flows, all this thing. And money just every time has been such an issue for us. And it's sort of, yeah, it's just so ironic how many places we've been into that have been multi million dollar places like that one. And that's not the first one we've been in. We've been in heaps of them and just sitting there going, the irony is just so
0: ridiculous right now. Like, what the? What are we doing (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing yeah I call it um my my crying on the floor moments I don't I probably have talked to you guys about them it's like just you can't even do anything it's just I'm in my head so much and just you know worrying about money and I think that when you worry about it so much it kind of freezes you and so you're in this like frozen state of paralysis you can't do anything to solve the problem, so you just keep on worrying about it. I've been in that situation many, many times. Um, what I mean, other than what I know, you guys have are having quite a bit of success now. What is has changed for you that you're not going from? Because I don't, I definitely don't think there's anything wrong with going from um, like living like that, from place to place, and like selling earrings and like trying to, you know, going around with by the skin of your teeth. But I don't want to glorify that lifestyle either because this podcast is about you know, living in abundance, earning more than you need, not just earning the exact amount that will pay your bills, but really enjoying life and using money to do that. So as a long-winded question. What changed for you that um, you no longer have that kind of attitude?
1: Uh, for me, it was definitely about diving into um, what the focus was. And just really seeing that, you know, energy flows where attention goes type of thing. So it's like my attention was always so focused on getting to the next house set. So therefore, I only needed to create the next amount of money for that flight or that grocery bill or that whatever. Um, You know, it was it was sort of like waking up to the fact of, oh, why don't you just focus on what you want? And then the next question was, well, what do I want? You know, if I've got if I've had this focus on lifestyle be so you know rolling out for so long and and seeing all the benefits of sitting in gratitude about all these different things we would created and the ease and grace that it had been created in, um, the question of well what do I want was almost like oh now I have to stop and think about this because mm-hmm. if I don't think about it I I can't create it. Uh, so starting to think about it more and more, and it was probably around. I don't know, about a year or so ago, um, even when we just started using ClickFunnels, because everything had been sort of drudgery with, you know, building WordPress sites and trying to build funnels and put 20 billion bits of software together to make things work. And it was just frustrating. Uh, So since sort of, you know, moving over and using ClickFunnels and the ease and the time started to free up out of that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I don't have to be so focused on you know, this hardship type of thing, hardship in the tech world, hardship in the, you know, just making enough money to get by. It was like, oh, I can actually sit back and say, well, what do I want? I actually want a leveraged income. I actually want to not have to live by a schedule. I I really hate having to look at the calendar and say I'm booked in to speak to somebody here or do this or do that. I mean it's okay every now and again, but I don't want to live trading time for money. I don't want to be you know, coaching people one-on-one or anything like that. It was all about the word leverage. So literally just in the last 12 months, that's what the focus has been and that's where, you know, the energy flows, where the attention goes. So it's been a game changer in this last year. I think we've had a bit of a wake-up call at the start of the year too or the end
2: of last year. Um, A good friend of ours, Angelito, he made the same realization because we'd been in Mexico together for a couple of months, and we were talking about lifestyle and we, Party, had, a, huh? we had a great lifestyle. <laughs> the mezcal was flowing, and we were down <laughs> at the pizza all the time, so it was all happening. But he had a bit of a wake-up call when he got back home to LA, and he said, "You know what? This year, 2018, really is about money, about making money. It's not about lifestyle." And it's like, "Wow, this is really interesting." For the last few years, we've really the first few years we focused on survival. Um, which was probably the right thing to do because we only had $300 when we started the journey and then you're trying to make an income from there is really tough. So, and then it became about lifestyle. So things started to free up a little bit more. We had a little bit more space to go and do different things. We had a bit more money for that and a bit more time. Mm. And then we had a bit of a wake-up call too and went, well, lifestyle really isn't equating to money, actually. Mm. So if we really want to make the money, we have to focus on money and Mm. income so that's really what this year is about for us, and it's turning into exactly that. So Jody's right. Wherever your fo- focus goes to, um, is what builds and money creates. But you have to be very specific about what that is. And we thought lifestyle was it, and the money would flow in. <laughs> it actually hasn't.
0: Mm-hmm. So it
2: did fit but not enough. Yeah. Um, money now has become our focus, and that's a journey in itself that's a real head journey to get through that and um you know work through the stuff that comes up around that
0: yeah and that's something i always say is that we're works in progress there's never going to be a time when it's like okay that's it like you know we're always moving and we're always moving in one direction or another so um yeah good points thanks for that um, let's let's move on to the next uh, next part of the interview, which is quick quick fire round. You guys ready? Yeah, ready. All right, cool. I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions. Just say it's like a game show. Just say the first thing that comes into your head. Um, <laughs> let's let's hear your favorite books. Expert Secrets Expert. Com secrets.
1: <laughs> Russell Brunson's books. Wow. No, the- before agreements is my ultimate. That was my game changer on personal development, mm-hmm. um, and probably just in the last six months, definitely Expert Secrets has been a, a game changer in um, knowing how to tell our story and knowing you know, how to sort of value ourselves as well.
0: Yeah, that's good. I need to reread that one. I did did enjoy it. Um, what uh, what what is your favourite house set been? Breckenridge, Colorado. For <laughs> I me, mean,
2: love the snow. Oh, yeah. And it was right in the ski fields. We had the ski fields right at the end of the street. It was freaking awesome. We had three <laughs> yeah. and a Porsche and a Porsche Macan to drive around in.
0: Holy crap! Are you guys going back there
2: anytime soon? No. No, unfortunately the dog passed away.
0: Oh no. no
1: they, don't, they, don't, need us they don't need us anymore
0: it's <laughs> worth you sending them a new puppy hey
1: <laughs> don't worry we thought about it <laughs> they also have a house in hawaii that they share between mountain and sea so it's like wow down. <laughs> oh, that's awesome um, <clears throat> what is your favorite country to nomad in to nomad in so you mean like kind of the travel around thing yeah Mexico for me at the moment. I mean, it's it's we're fresh off the door of Mexico. We spent uh, over six months there last year, and um, yeah, the, the food is awesome. The prices are awesome. The, the just every, Just the
2: people. They're so beautiful. Yeah, um, and they're so celebratory and family
1: orientated. And and we were there really for cool. um, the Day of the Dead as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, it's
0: like my bucket list dream. Way
1: cool. Way, wait, wait. Cool. We even did our makeup, and it
0: was really cool. Uh. Well. That sounds so fun. What is it like travelling around as two women? Like how do people have any issues? Do people respond weirdly? As people or a couple? A
2: couple. As a couple. um, We've had absolutely no issues whatsoever. So our homeowner in Barbados just warned us that they're a very Catholic country and that we shouldn't be... PDA, PDA, um, <laughs> and it doesn't worry us. I think we're so comfortable with us that nobody else seems to have an issue with it either. So. The funniest
1: part was that uh, when we first left Australia, and we had all these people saying to us, "You hang on! Not only are you a first-time same-sex couple, but you're going to the Middle East. What? What are you doing? Like, why are you going to the Middle East? <laughs> Where is the <laughs> legal <So laughs> And She's it was motor business. Yeah, okay. you know, just start a brick of mortar. But <laughs> uh, it was it was the best experience being in the Middle East um because you are completely catered for. You know, women are separated from men. You can ride at the front of the bus and in the more luxurious train carriage. You know, it's mm-hmm. sort of they they had women uh, goddess nights uh, where you get free drinks throughout the that week. Was awesome. Like it was the <laughs> best thing ever. And guys and girls walk down the street holding hands together because it's a sign of respect in the Middle Eastern culture. So it's like, if I'm talking Too to women you two guys. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was just the best, absolute best. I mean, the experience in Dubai of losing everything wasn't great, but um, it was almost like for us to feel comfortable with us. And then yeah. traveling the world and doing our house sits. I mean, we've never had, I think there was one homeowner that would literally just said, um we weren't 100 percent sure if you're a couple there is two bedrooms if you need mm. um but yeah now that, it's like our profile it's, so everyone
2: knows yeah. we apply for an we're a couple yeah so i think that makes it a lot easier for people oh, that's to awesome.
0: make, i think yeah. it's i think people worry about that you know a little bit when the when they're going some, like to different countries i know when i was looking at going to um oh man the maldives i think i heard like oh might not be the best place to go, but at the end of the day, I think all that stuff is most of the time just just anxiety.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think so too, and story, old stories and stuff Mm. like that. I think it's what you make of it, and if you don't have an issue around it and you don't make it a big deal, then no one else will either. Mm. So that's
0: pretty much our experience. Cool. If you had to settle somewhere and you had to choose a country, it's just (laughs) hypothetical. Don't worry, it's hypothetical. Where would it be?
2: I'd like Italy. Greece. Yeah, we're close. At least we're close to each other. <laughs> we can still the side of the border. Yeah, we Love can it. visit each other for weekends,
0: so that's cool. <laughs> um, cool. And last thing, what advice do you have for people who are thinking about going nomadic, and they're just not taking the leap? you just got to freaking do it. Like, if we can
2: start with three hundred dollars, literally, mm-hmm. no save, no credit card, no income stream, mm-hmm. and we were all forced into it, definitely. But sometimes being forced into something is actually the best thing ever because then you've got no damn excuses left. So it's just, you've just got to do it. And as stuff comes up, you've just got to take the next step forward. And I think that's going back to your question before is like what's changed? The thing that we kept doing was just taking a step forward, taking a step forward, taking a step And I don't know, eventually it just all
1: unfolds as it's meant to. To me, to me it's like... Um, my favourite question, my favourite statement that I ever hear anybody saying is, I didn't know that. And it's like, yay, how cool that you didn't know that because yeah. you've now just managed your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have any fears, doubts or anything, you will never know unless you have a direct experience. And you know what? It's okay. If you start out as a, as a nomad, you sell all your stuff, you're like, you know, down to just carry on luggage or something and you go and do it and then six months down the track you're like, I hate it, you know, I, I need to have a home base, I need to do this, that, at least you've given it a go. So direct experience is the only way that you'll know if it's for you or not. And I guess the other thing is you can always go home. It all turns to just go home. Yeah. Or so choose it's like it's well, a, a new home.
2: It's not a major thing Um yeah. up, have a go. Like It's just, I think there's a lot of hype around it and I've seen a lot of this in Australia almost when we tell our story about what we've been doing it's like oh my god that's amazing like rah, rah, rah. And it's like you know what it's actually not it's just a decision. <laughs> All, we do is All we do is travel and we earn some money online They're like there's yeah. tons of people that earn money online these days it's not that big a deal so I think a lot of it can be ego driven and this oh my god this is amazing massive lifestyle and it's like mm-hmm. yeah
1: it is but it's not at the same time but it was just a decision at yeah. the end of the day
0: mm. yeah I think there's a lot of Um, anxiety around it fear of failure and and also if um, if something like from a psychological point of view which you know I'm really fascinated by if something if it doesn't work which by the way has not been defined if it doesn't work I'm a failure you know and that's like that's such a worry for people that they attach an experiment or something that they they should just really try to their actual own identity but Something that you try, as you guys know, we try all sorts of things, and half of them, more than half of them, probably don't work, but we it don't attach it to ourselves at all. But isn't it interesting?
2: Like, did we have an epic fail in Dubai? Yeah, on some levels, absolutely. It was just like ridiculous. Walk away from 300 with $300 and you're in your 40s, and that's all you own. Like, that's a massive fail on many levels. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It gave us our ultimate lifestyle. We're so grateful. If we there. hadn't have failed, we'd still be in Dubai running our brick-and-mortar business and going away for little things to Lebanon and here, there and everywhere, which is what the original plan was. Our our failure was the exact thing that put us into our ultimate lifestyle. So was it a fail? No. It was the best thing that ever happened. (laughs) So so to me, it's just always course corrections. The failure is not a failure. It's a course correction to back to where you need to be. And Sometimes you need those wake-up calls to put you back where you need to be. 100%
0: 100% Like looking back on my life I can see so many times where you know I was trying to force something or I was trying to, uh, and then no the thing happened that I was really scared of or whatever and then and then suddenly oh that was actually a really good thing that life's like much better now would have never yeah. been where I am now with all that crazy stuff happening and if you're just sitting at home and like or you know going to work so you can avoid the pain of having that stuff happen that's fine you'll avoid the pain but you'll also avoid all the amazing things that that you know that pain would have led to and, and i'm for one i know you guys too improve, embrace those experiences you know the bad with take the bad with the good good with the bad and on that
2: point i don't think you avoid the pain when you're sitting at home you're in pain mm. because you're not doing what you truly love mm. and what you would truly want to do so the pain and the anguish that goes on internally with
1: that is yeah. just, not
0: it. it's yeah, so it's just
1: not worth it you're right it's a different kind of pain for sure yeah uh, yeah, the other side of, um, I guess, the placing. So it's almost like pre-forecasting your worst-case scenario and really feel into it. Um, for us, the humbling experience of, as Nat said, being in our 40s, losing everything, feeling shame more than anything. Mm-hmm. That right, and you know, and, and shame is the lowest level of the emotional scale and mm-hmm. that's the one that really kicks you in the guts. And when you feel shame and guess what? You're still alive. You're still able to make a decision to do something else it's almost like pre-forecast your worst case scenario because Mm -hmm. you'll start to see that it'll dissolve and you know even if it if whatever reason your ego is protecting you so much that it needs a little bit of a crumbling every now and again those crumblings only happen if you need them to happen Mm -hmm. and the the way it happened for us was we had to wake up to the fact that we were following somebody else's dream not ours Mm -hmm. we thought that society required us to be a ceo of a company Mm -hmm. or to you know run a successful business overseas credit cards to go traveling and all of savings all of that was actually not our True desire. No. We wanted the freedom to travel. We didn't want to be locked into things. We thought we were kind of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses type of thing or keeping up to what society expects of us. Mm-hmm. So, all of those things happen so that you can, like Nat said course correct, get on and start asking the big questions. What do you really want? What do you really want? Not what your mum wants for you. What do you really want? Yeah. It's about the
2: universe is trying to put you on your path. It's the path <laughs> that you really want to be on. It's a path where you you open up and what you love is flowing and all that sort of stuff. It's trying to put you onto there all the time, but you get so sidetracked with what society thinks and where you think you should be that you do go off these paths, which is exactly what happened to us in Dubai, and then the course correction puts you back on the path of what you love. What we love is travelling the world. We would never stop doing that. We love it. Um, So that's all it did was put us back on that path. So really you can't go wrong (laughs) at the end of the day. If you get a course correction and a failure, you're going to end up better off than where you were.
0: Yeah, that's it's, cool. it's that's true. It sounds so trite to say, like, find out what you love and then go and do it. But, like, that's such, that's that's it, you know. I oh, we don't even need this whole podcast. Let's just, that's all. That's it. Finished.
2: Um, yeah. You don't know what you love until you get out yeah. there and have an experience of it. And we've done different projects and stuff for, you know, the roaming income stuff and um, house-sitting and gone, well, we don't know if we would love to put on a house-sitting summit, so let's do that, mm-hmm. have the experience of it. might be the only time we ever do it, or we might run it every year because it's really cool. Well, so what? we've done that, and a retreat. We ran a retreat in Italy because we didn't know whether we'd like
1: to do it or not, so we did it to find out. Putting it back over to you as well. I mean, you you, you were doing house-sitting, and, and Hannah had been talking about doing a bit of house-sitting, and you're like, should I, shouldn't I, duh, duh? You take on, you had to have the direct experience yeah. in mm-hmm. order to, your own boundaries mm-hmm. it's like no I ain't ever doing four dogs again, five <laughs> dogs again it's not for me but you have to have the direct experience in order to help just to, to know what you do want by finding out what you don't want first
0: exactly and now I know four dogs is way too many for me to look after <laughs> yeah even
1: for us we wouldn't do it either
2: so we've put our own boundaries in place by having mm-hmm. the direct experience so three dogs which was bad enough and yeah. went again I, mean,
0: just... I, I should have really thought about pets like as a thing you know should i do i even want pets let alone four dogs yeah <laughs> you don't do big time yeah you're right into it <laughs> could have just started with a cat or something no <laughs> you might have liked house sitting <laughs> <laughs> um all right guys well, where can people find you online to learn more about you buy your house sitting stuff because i'm sure everyone's desperate to get started house sitting now yeah, well, we've
1: got the house but basically all of our projects run off our um, name website. So Nat and Jody, as I mentioned at the start, um, N-A-T-N-J-O-D-I-E.com. Uh, so that's kind of our little central hub for uh, all of our projects. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Then that will be in the show notes. Um, if you guys want to go to digitalnomad.me, uh, they will be there for you to find. Nice and easy. Um, thanks for having you. Thanks for thanks for having you. Thanks for having you. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If anyone wants to get it. Uh, you've got mail reference. Um, thanks for being here, guys. Love you. Awesome. I love it. Love you too. Love you back. Thanks. <laughs> and your front. <brother. laughs> On that awkward note, let's just shut <clears throat> the podcast off right there.